Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who have experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. So I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for joining me here today, Lauren, and I'm so excited to hear about your business and your journey as an entrepreneur. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be on the podcast. Yes, of course. So how about we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so I started um, Apreactif in 2018. Um, it actually started out as a blog um, and a personal brand, which I then uh, transformed into the apparel um, and loungewear brand that it is now. I have a background in marketing. I went to the University of Guelph. And I've always had a fascination with branding and apparel in general and fashion. Um, so I kind of just combined those two passions and built Apre. Um, the other thing to note about Apre is it's inspired by ski and snowboard culture. So I grew up actually ski racing and transitioned to snowboarding. And I always found that I was drawn to the men's section and I found there wasn't very many women's options that were you know more muted tones and more minimalist designs so I felt like there was an opportunity there for me to create something of my own and that's kind of how the brand was born Wow. That's, yeah, that's so interesting. And, you know, especially sort of the background and how it came to be. And so I guess once you decided that, you know, you wanted to transform sort of the blog brand into a clothing brand, what was sort of the first steps you made into really sort of building that business? What I did was I started to build the audience around content that um, I felt would add value. So really the strategy was to build an audience first and then to create proof of concept with one single product. So the first product I launched was one toque, uh, or one beanie, and um, it sold out right away. And I just launched that within my own you know, little Instagram community. So then after that, it was just multiple restocks. And then I kind of built the momentum and the confidence, not only in myself, but in the brand to extend that collection and then also reinvest and uh, build that out a little bit more. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's, it's such a, you know, interesting concept. And I think it was definitely a smart strategy at doing it. And, you know, I'm curious too, is, you know, starting your own business, was this something that, you know, you always wanted to do and always sort of wanted to take on entrepreneurship or it was just sort of once, once you had that idea, you really went for it. Yeah, I, I always kind of believed that I would end up um, doing something entrepreneurial. I have always pretty much worked remote. Um, so given COVID, this isn't really much of a new scenario for me. I've kind of always been a solopreneur. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm a very creative person as well. So being able to have the creative direction and control 
over a brand has always been something that I thought would serve me well. So yeah, that sort of led me to entrepreneurship is just being able to design and curate everything from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That definitely makes sense. And, you know, speaking of sort of the design of it, do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the behind the scenes of the creation of the products and sort of where you found the inspiration for that and sort of deciding which products you wanted to bring in? Yeah. So uh, with loungewear, I just, I've always been um, drawn to more Scandinavian design. I appreciate minimalism. So for me, it was just to create a really good quality hoodie and jogger set that had really um, high quality pops of branding that were not sort of in your face um, and something that was a little bit unique as well. So just to add a little spice, we have the embossed hoodie and just our PVC logo patches, which are like rubber um, that are a little bit unique to Apre. So um, yeah, all the design is done by me on my iPad. And then I work directly with my manufacturer to try and bring that uh, vision to life. Wow. Yeah, I, I love that. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of the products. I know I definitely have a couple of my own, which I absolutely love. Um, and sort of when you're first starting um, your business, you know, I think, especially for entrepreneurs, there's, there's a lot of fear going into it. Um, did, did you have sort of any of that when you first went into this? And you know, if do you have any advice for anyone who might be experienced this as well right now? Yeah, I mean, the fear is a is a big thing and the whole imposter syndrome is definitely real. And I, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, like I still sometimes struggle with that and comparing myself to other brands. But I think the biggest thing is like, you're just in competition with yourself, at least try and view it that way. And you don't have to rush it. Um, I think what I did that helped me build confidence was building the audience first. That's not to say that's the only way to go about it, but um, starting with one product, like you don't need to come out with a full collection. If, if apparel's the way you're going to go, um, you don't need to throw a ton of money into a collection and go into a huge amount of debt. Start small, prove the concept, and then you can build confidence and momentum that way. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's such a great piece of advice. And I especially yeah, like you don't need to go all in. And you know, especially I think once you get started, you sort of see the direction too you want to take it. So that's always great, to, you know, to start, but just you can't, you don't have to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. um, and I, your company has definitely grown a lot since launching. I mean, it's now expanded and in stores across Canada. What do you think it is that has really led to, you know, the success of this company? I think it serves a really good um, market now, especially with with COVID. I mean, I, um, I know that uh, loungewear is definitely a hot item when everyone's at home. Um, but beyond that, I think it's a really simple aesthetic that is, I would say, more sustainable long term as far as style goes. Um, it's going to transcend those, you know, hot trends, and you can pair it with a whole lot of other items in your closet. So it's something that you can add to your wardrobe that you will keep for a long time. And I think also just being very confident in the messaging as well and being able to reiterate that through all of our marketing has really helped it expand over the last year and a half. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think those are some great points. And, you know, that brings me to my next question too, is speaking of sort of the marketing and bringing that branding out, do you mind sort of sharing, you know, some of the strategies that you have used for your company that has really helped this expansion? Yeah. So um, up until this point, we have almost, we've spent like next to no ad dollars. It, It has all been for the most part, organic, organic traffic to our website and organic sales, which is incredible. And that is all due to the fact that we had built the audience first. It's being able to uh, create the relationship with your you know, ideal client before the product launches um, to really establish you know, what they want. And I would say building the audience first would be number one. It's not something that you can always do, but um, being very consistent in your marketing and branding on social media we obviously went uh, really big into Instagram. We're now on TikTok. I would say if you haven't already, get on TikTok right now. Probably one of your videos will go viral. We gained 50, just over 51,000 followers in under a week, which was insane. So yeah, just be consistent, be authentic and share the behind the scenes, share as much as you can as a small business, because that's what consumers want to see right now. And especially as a female entrepreneur, I think it's, it's really inspiring um, to other women to show them, you know, it can be a slow process, but eventually it's, it's all that work is going to pay off. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, you know, I, I definitely love, you know, seeing the behind the scenes of the business and that really is what a lot of customers connect with and, you know, builds the brand. And is there something that you want to share just sort of about the behind the scenes of your business that maybe, you know, people might be surprised about or not really know about? Well, um, probably the, the classic, I, I mean, I started it in my parents' basement and um, I tried to be as authentic and document as much as I can. Yeah, I started there. I just recently moved into a warehouse and have uh, hooked up with a fulfillment center. But up until this point, I was packaging every order myself. Um, I mean, I wear every single hat in the business right now, aside from um, content. And I have a, a consultant right now. But you really are just doing everything from packaging to marketing to... Um, you know, manufacturing design and web development. So just learning as much as you can behind the scenes. I did a lot of Skillshare, a lot of YouTube um, masterclass and reading. So it's just constantly educating yourself and just building that confidence to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think those are great pieces of advice. And I, I love hearing those different aspects. And especially with entrepreneurs, like you said, you are wearing all those different hats. So there are there are going to be a lot of areas that you know, you'll have to learn in and, um, you know, something with your business as well that I absolutely love is you definitely have that connection with the customers. Um, like I know, with orders and stuff, you are the one that personally texts for updates and everything like that. And I think it's great, you know, when there is that open communication and authenticity behind the brand. And was this something that you knew you definitely wanted to be part of your business um, going forward? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it is very important as a small business to do as much as you can or understand as much of the company as you can. Um, because when you get to that point where you're able to outsource stuff, you want to still be able to 
um, have that same level of customer service. And for me, I think the best feeling is being able to resolve a customer service issue or, you know, being able to tell someone that their package has arrived or share that, you know, content with them. It's to be able to recognize names and um, speak with them directly via DM is, is great. That's, that's the whole reason I got into this was to connect with, with other people and other entrepreneurs and, um, APRA has really allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I definitely, I love sort of, you know, that there is that, you know, constant communication and connection with the customer. And I think that, you know, that's what really people connect with for businesses. Um, and with your business too, has there been sort of one big obstacle or challenge that, you know, you've really had to overcome with your business? And what did you do during that time to sort of overcome that? I would say the biggest obstacle I've faced recently was shipping. I had um, a major shipping delay. And what happened was I had to, I had taken pre-orders as I sometimes do um, with items that I know are going to sell very quickly. And there was a delay and there was a shipping delay that I had to end up reaching out to every customer individually who placed a pre-order and tell them that it was going to be late. And that for me was like, it was very anxiety inducing, but at the same time, um, because I have that personal connection um, and that on like authenticity level, they were very understanding. And thankfully, um, I mean, that's another piece of advice I can have is just be as upfront as you can and um, just communicate as much as possible with the customer because nobody wants to be left hanging. And from my own experience purchasing online, you just, you know, you need to be proactive about those issues. If there's an obstacle, you need to communicate that. So yeah, I would say that's um, the biggest obstacle I've faced recently. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think, you know, it's definitely an obstacle a lot of businesses have been facing, especially lately, like everything's been sort of slowed down, but having that, like you said, authenticity and just being upfront and giving those personal updates, I think is, is all we can do. And I think people, I would hope right now have definitely been sort of understanding with a lot of that as well. So I think that really creates like a great connection with the customer. Um, And then on the other side of that, has there been sort of one really big moment that, you know, you sort of look back and think it's sort of like a pinch me moment that really stands out from your journey? Yeah, there was a particular retailer um, that I had on my sort of wish list that I really, really wanted to get into. And I made that happen this year. And despite COVID and everything else, um, it was one of my, it is now one of my largest retail accounts. And um, they have retail stores all across the US as well. So this is a big test for APRA to see how well it performs. And um, that was definitely the biggest win of this year. And that was just all due to consistent communication with the buyer. And again, just creating that authentic connection, just being myself, hopping on Zoom and chatting with her and showing samples and and keeping her up to date. And and it all worked out. So that was definitely the biggest uh, win this year. Yes, definitely. I mean, and that is a huge accomplishment. So I mean, congratulations. And I think you gave some really great points there for, you know, anyone who's sort of looking to get into, you know, retail stores. And do you have sort of any other advice that you would give to someone who's maybe, you know, looking to explore in that avenue and sort of things they should keep in mind, maybe? 
Yeah. So where I would start is I have a big whiteboard and what I do is I write down my goals in, in every category, one of them being uh, retail accounts. And what I'll do is I'll go on LinkedIn and I'll just search um, buyer of X company. So whatever um, retail store I'm looking into, I'll find the buyer there, connect with them and, and I'll send them a message and hopefully hop on a call. And um, at that point, you would send them a virtual catalog or potentially mail them physical samples to take a look at, and then just keep that follow-up consistent. And hopefully, um, hopefully it works out. But creating that list of goals of, of stores that you want to get into is really important because it keeps it top of mind. And um, then you can, I mean, crossing them off is the greatest feeling ever once you're, uh, once you're in there. And as long as you establish a good relationship with them, um, that could be a long-term, long-term client for you. So yeah, it's been, it's been really great. There's a lot more, uh, we're working on, but that strategy has proven very successful for me. Yeah. And I think it's great, you know, having that clear visual of sort of showing where you want to take the business. And I think especially, you know, reaching out and putting yourself out there in the business. And I think that's a great sort of strategy for doing it because that's sort of, you know, making it happen. It's not, they're, they're coming to you. It's you putting yourself out there. And I think that's great, you know, advice for any business owners. And um, has there been sort of anything that, you know, you said you've definitely learned a lot um, from running the business, but something particular that you've really learned about yourself through this process? I've learned that I am, I am a very creative person and I, and I never considered myself a very analytical person. I'm more right-brained, but I've learned that I can teach myself anything. And I've really learned that if you set your mind to something, you know, there's YouTube, there's Skillshare, like I said, you don't have to put those limiting beliefs on yourself. So I think Again, my biggest piece of advice is to just consistently learn and, you know, stop telling yourself that story in your head that you can't do something or you're not that type of analytical person because, I mean, now I understand every element of my business and I could hop in a meeting with, with anyone and, and go over those numbers. So I think it's just important to keep learning as much as you can. <laughs> Mm -hmm, definitely. And I think, like you said, I mean, I think it comes back like there is that imposter syndrome when starting it and with those aspects. But I mean, until you get started, you're going to learn so much along the way and really sort of get into the business. And you know, you, you've definitely expanded a lot this past year. Do you have sort of future plans coming up for your business you'd like to share? Yeah, so kind of a cool uh, revamp of the website coming. Um, what I've decided to do with the brand is split it in two. So the Apre collection, which is what we see now, the loungewear, and then the Actif, which is the active side of things. So exciting to announce that we will be coming out with um, some activewear sets in spring summer. So that's the big, the big announcement we've got right now. Wow, I'm I'm so excited to see that come together and see all the the new collection. Um, and you know, one question I always love to ask everyone is sort of if there was one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is thinking of starting a business or maybe just starting out now, uh, what would that be? Trust your gut. I know it sounds very cliche, but it's easy to get distracted with what everyone else is doing 
in your category. Um, but if you have a specific creative vision for something, just roll with that and see how far you can take it because it's really easy to get caught up, you know, focusing too much on your competition or comparing yourself. So head down, don't talk about your idea too much until it comes to fruition and just teach yourself as much as you can and just believe that you can learn it. Yeah, that's, those are my, my two big ones. Yeah, no. And I think, I think it's, it's a great piece of advice because, and especially, you know, businesses there, there, you can sort of, there is always the comparison aspect and sometimes you just have to put those blinders on and sort of focus Mm -hmm. on your own. So I think that's, you know, great piece of advice. And where can people go to find you and your business online? Yeah. So you can shop Apreactif at Apreactif.com. We're on Instagram again, at Apreactif and TikTok at Apreactif. So we'll share a little bit more behind the scenes content, fun little videos on TikTok and um, Instagram is where you can find all of the uh, new launches and restock notifications. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining me here today and sharing more about your business and all of the great advice for entrepreneurs. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.